Well, perhaps you have fallen into a temporal or a lifetime trouble, or you feel that God's promises failed you. Maybe you have fallen to sin, or for a long time you haven't felt the presence of God anymore in your life. We will be talking about God's presence this evening, and so if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. We'll be, read, uh, we'll be reading verses 19 to 20. Exodus chapter 14. You can follow along with me as I read uh, these verses. And the word of God says, The angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. Before we continue, let's begin in the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the time. We thank you, Lord, for the time that we can I'll ponder upon your word. I do ask, dear Father, that you would speak into each of our hearts and give us understanding. We know that you are the source of wisdom. And so I pray that you would, you would uh, touch our hearts and help us, Lord, to, to get something, to grasp something from your word and understand it and apply it in our lives. And I pray that you would bless us now as we... Um, explain the passage as we go through in, in the passage that we have read. And I pray that you would uh, be with us uh, all together in Christ's name. Amen. Now we have here a very familiar passage, and uh, the presence of God was really incredibly displayed in the children of Israel. If you, many of you read the Old Testament, and even just the the lives and in the children in the, in the children of Israel, God displayed and really manifested His presence to His people, and uh, you can see that that even even that they are they were really you know not um, something that uh, you know sometimes that God cannot boast them of that they are the chosen nation of God because of their disobedience and uh, stiff necked and stubborn uh, nation, but still God gave or manifested his presence toward them. And that's the kind of God that we, we serve. Uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, reveal, he doesn't uh, give or manifest himself, not just, not just because um, according to who you are. Like, for example, if you're, you know, having... You live your life as not a perfect, but we know that we are not perfect. But uh, can you imagine when you sin against God, He will hide Himself, and He will you will not you will not see Him 
if you, you will not turn away from your sin. It's really, you know, heartbreaking for, for each and every one if that what happens to, to us. Now, when the children of Israel left the place of their bondage, and that is the nation Egypt, God gave them a visible token of his presence and leadership. And that is, we know already the pillar of cloud during the day and the pillar of fire during the night. And uh, they have witnessed really the glimpse of God's glory, the Shekinah glory of God. And uh, as, they, uh, as the first day of, of their travel towards, towards the promised land, God really showed his mir- miraculously um, uh, presence guiding them along the way. Where it moved, the people follow because that's uh, what it's supposed to be. Where God wants us to be, we should follow. But sometimes in, in the case of the children of Israel, it doesn't seem that it always, always uh, seemed like that way. Um, it is a display of God's companionship and that, that pillar of cloud and pillar of fire and that they might uh, you know, kind of feel that they were alone in that travel that they had in the wilderness. You know, I, if I ask you, each, each and every one of you, if you experience the, you know, the feeling of being alone, I'm sure that all of you will, will rise. And there, there, there's one time in our life that, you know, it's very heavy for us. It's uh, because of probably the trials, the struggles that we had, the weaknesses that we had. It feels like we are alone. But you see, if we read the scripture and the entirety of it, it is really a, a display of God's presence. And uh, you can really see that in the lives of the children of Israel. It appears that God placed it as an abiding token. You know, the pillar, uh, those uh, pillars. Abiding to- token even when they disobeyed. He guided them throughout their 40-year journey in the wilderness. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 13, verse 22, He took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And you know the story that they keep on disobeying God. This is what God wants them to, to do, but they will do the opposite. This is what God commands them, but they will really do what they wanted to do in their lives. You see, even in spite of those things that they did in the sight of God, God really still, you know, fulfilled what he had promised. And especially if you read the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, the Lord says that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now that's a really good promise that we can really hold on to in our lives, especially when we feel alone because of the situation that we go through in life. God will never leave us nor forsake us. And that's one thing that we should uh, grasp uh, tonight. God is always with those who are in him because that is his promise. And we know that when God speaks something 
And when God wrote something in, in His Word, in the Bible, He will fulfill it. And that's the God we serve. Now, here in the passage that we have, we've seen a really good you know, display of God's deliverance, God's guidance, God's protection. But also, it re- reveals His presence here. And especially in verse, verses 19 to 20, it seems like um, it's kind of a... Um, an add-on unto something that God will do for the children of Israel. You know, before, before they go through the Red Sea, and the Bible says that they really go through, through the Red Sea on the dry ground, okay? um, and they pass through the Red Sea in a miraculous manner. And you can see the hand of God really delivered them in the hands of Pharaoh. But before that, that happened, and you can see that in the, in, in after cha- uh, verse, verses 19 and 20, we, we told here that the angel of God, in verse 19, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Now you can see the abiding presence of his people at the very beginning, they see the, the pillar of, of, of cloud. And by night, they see the pillar of fire. And really, you can see that, that they are very protected. And, and they feel secure, knowing that they will see God. They see God always leading in their way. They see God always that lighting their path during the night. But during this time, God did something different. And you can see that God removed His presence from before them. And the Bible says that the pillar of cloud went before their face and stood behind them. You know, according to the text, the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed. As this very moment, God's people lose the visible manifestation of God's presence. In that, these, a certain passage, they see that, where, where is God? Because He is the one that leading them along the way. And now God, God's visible manifestation of His presence, it was mysteriously removed. From, from the day when they entered upon the, the desert, they have seen the symbol of God's presence well, uh, well to the front. But suddenly it rolled about and left the people's minds clouded because the glory of God departed as if. They that look forward, to, uh, look forward for that presence of God, they saw it no more. They looked at the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire as their guide and behold, the guidance was not there anymore. And it seems that it's really, you know, it's a very, of course, it's kind of what we can see in our lives. And, you know, it's really good to walk with the Lord always, correct? It's uh, as we continue to um, read His Word, as we continue to pray, as we continue to walk with Him day to day, it's really good to feel that God is there for you. 
But sometimes, God changed it a little bit. It would sometimes would scare us, but we know already that He promised that He will never leave us nor forsake us, right? And sometimes He changed things so that the visible presence that you can see along the way, you will not see it on that specific moment. God's presence was ever needed when the children of Israel were on that wilderness. Because as you know, when they camp, you can see it there in, in the specific place in, uh, let me see here, in Pihahiroth, before Beelzephon, that's where the place where there has to, they encamp before they go through the Red Sea. And when they encamped there, God's presence was suddenly disappeared. And that's why, how could they possibly, you know, how could God possibly abandon them in the, in the situation wherein they needed Him most? How could they possibly uh, escape? You know, when they, when they look into the front, there's the Red Sea, both sides in the wilderness, Behind them, they see the Pharaoh's army. And it seems that when they needed God most, for them, they perceive that God abandoned them. Pharaoh was behind them with all the horsemen of Egypt. They were like hungry predators, eager for the prey. They can hear the shout of the armies and the neighing of horses. Before them was the Red Sea. And when they looked both on their sides, it was a vast desert. They must have looked anxiously for the symbol of God's presence. Now, if you, you're on that situation, right? I don't know. I'm, for me, when I'm reading the stories in, in the Bible, it's, I put an imagery in my, in my head, and it seems that I'm putting myself in that situation. It's really frightening. And you really see that they were afraid. And they were very anxious. Why? Because the visible manifestation of God was not there anymore. All of us somehow experience walking day after day in the light of God's countenance. We enjoy the fellowship with Jesus Christ and suddenly we miss God's presence in, in our lives. Well, perhaps you have fallen into a temporal or a lifetime trouble or you feel that God's promises failed you. But maybe you have fallen to sin or for a long time you haven't felt the presence of God anymore in your life. But God, uh, can, can God really, but the question would be, can God abandon his children during the trials and troubles? Can God really leave you from the miry clay of sin and will not pardon? No, those questions are rhetorical because we know his promise already, right? He will never leave us nor forsake us. We know that God is faithful 
to what uh, we, He has promised in, in the Bible. So even we can't see His presence, you know, He is moving. He is actively involved in our situation. And that would really motivate us to really trust Him more, more than ever. If we trust Him with a visible appearance and the, the, the feeling that God is near into our lives, and then by the time that we are in trials and it feels like we are lonely, then that's where we trust in His Word more and more. So even we, we can't see Him, so even we can't, we can't feel Him, we can confidently trust His promise that He is always there. He is working in our lives. He is actively involved in our lives. If you're here tonight and maybe you, maybe you watching online and it seems that God's presence was not there, you know, the Bible tells us that have faith in Him because that's really what faith is, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He is actively... You know, and he is actively working in our lives and he knows what he is doing. If, he, if you find yourself that in a situation wherein you can't see him on, on the, in, in your trials, in your difficult situation, he knows what he is doing. And that would brings us to our second point that not only God, you can see that he removed his presence mysteriously, but he revealed his presence wisely. Look with me in Exodus in the same uh, verse. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went, before, went from before their face and stood behind them. Now the presence of God, who guides them on the front, was removed and become the visible and become visible behind was a wise thing because according to that passage it's it makes something like a shield in between their camp and the camp of the Egyptians now god wisely revealed himself behind not as their guide anymore because they don't need during that time a guide they need a divine protector so God revealed himself as a divine protector. And not only God lead them, but he can also protect them. The positioning of a cloud between the Israelites and the Egyptians' army accomplishes several things. Now, if you try to think of that passage, it has four, uh, several things that, that uh, God did in their lives. First, it obscures the visibility so, so that the Israelites can no longer see the Egyptians. For me, this is really wise. Why? Because it, because it, was, the sight of the, it was the sight of the Egyptians advancing on them that, could, that caused the Israelites to be afraid. Correct? When they saw the army of Pharaoh, you know, probably it was like, Hurry, hurrying and uh, trying to, you know, the, to really kill them. And they saw the army of, of, of Pharaoh and they were so afraid. 
And because of that, God knows what he's doing. The visible token, token that once their, their guy, their, their leader, God put it behind them to make a shield for them so that they cannot see their problems anymore. And that, that's, I think, for me, that is very, very significant and very wise. And, you know, when we look into, into our lives and we kind of, and we will try to apply it into our lives, God doesn't want us to look into our problems because m- most of the time what we do, we uh, hail our problems or our trials more than who God is. It seems like the problem is big, our trials is big, our situation is really big compared to who God is, and we are singing, God is so big. So really, it is, it is wise in the, in, the, in the thinking of God here. It's really wise because it hinders the children of Israel to see the armies of Pharaoh advancing towards them. And, and it left them, you know, just trusting to God what he can do. Now, the second, it obscures the visibility not only, not only that, so that the Israelites cannot see the armies of Pharaoh, but also it obscures the visibility for the Egyptians' army, which cannot see where they are going or where the Israelites have gone. You see, it's also God is really actively protecting them along the way. Now, the third, third thing, it, it testifies to the Israelites that God is taking an active role in Israel's defense. God did not really leave them as what it seems to be. And many times probably you felt alone. God really don't leave you. Probably he's working on the other side. Look behind you. He's there. But in the fourth one, it also it accomplishes this fourth thing, and that is, although the Egyptians have been slow to acknowledge this, but they acknowledge it um, um, along this in the passage. But the cloud is a sign that God is for Israel and against Egypt on this particular day. That the, that the um, nation of Israel should know and should always know that God is for them and he is against the armies of Pharaoh. God removed his presence in the front as their guide so that he can be their shield. God changed his dealings from their director to protector. God knew during that time that they don't need a guide for for God purposely led them to the Red Sea. And so they will see that God was not only their guide, but also their divine protector. Now I know that there are there were times in our lives that we we can't really see sometimes the hand of God working in us. But it did not mean that he forgotten us. Our Lord stood with us all the time. And you may not see anything behind you or may, uh, maybe you can see anything before you 
to make thee glad, but our living God stands behind you to fight our adversary. Now look with me in Isaiah. Let's go there, and you can just make a marker because we will go back into the, that passage. But let's go to Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah 49. That's my trick always. When I say the chapter, I don't say the verse. So that I will be the first and uh, on the verse to see it. Okay. Isaiah 49, um, verse 15. Now, there you go. We're, we're all in the same uh, verse. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a woman forget her uh, sucking child that she should not have compassion in the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. Yet will I not forget thee. That's a good passage. That's a good verse. You know, you know. Let's uh, let's not do a mistake in such a in such a way that uh, we will, you know, um, say to the Lord that Lord, why you are for, you you forget about me? No, let's not do that mistake because we know that God is always there uh, in our lives. Not only He is leading us, but also He is He is fighting for us and protecting us. God also not only God wisely revealed himself behind as their protector but also god god wisely revealed himself behind to test their faith for the going down to the red sea was indeed the act of lofty faith i mean if you're there and moses told you to go forward well what do you do i mean are you kidding me you want me to go in the red sea it, who, who, um, where do you want me to go? It is really a, a test of faith. And that's why when, when God was really leading them, you know, uh, they, they, they always followed the Lord. And when they, God removed His presence from before them, they now see the Red Sea. What is it now? But they have... God wisely revealed himself behind so that they, he can test their faith. Now it's the same thing. And I think that's one of the things that God also do in our, in our faith. You know, faith always manifests during trials and temptations. I mean, if, if you want to make our faith strong, if, if we really pray that, Lord, increase our faith, now we really, we really tell to God, Lord, bring me more, you know, trials and faith so that I can, um, you know, put my trust and faith on you. That's really what we are asking. Uh, but don't uh, say to yourself that, uh, oh, I will not uh, ask God for increase my faith anymore. But hey, when we when we want to, God to increase our faith. We have to always, we have to always um, trust Him, especially when we are in trials. The more visible that symbol, the less faith they can have, correct? Because really faith 
is trusting in the Lord even you don't see it. But when they constantly see the presence of God, I think it's, it's not a practice of faith. Faith performs her greatest strength in the dark situations. Moses lifting his rod and, and the waters rolling apart to make them a passageway with no symbol of God's divine presence in front of them, they march into the heart of the sea, walking by faith. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. I know there are Christians want to be always, you know, there, there are sometimes Christians that want to be um, spiritually, spiritually cuddled, you know, cuddled. Um, the Bible would, would, would uh, tell us that there are, they still wanted to be a, a baby Christian, baby Christian. But that's not what God wants us uh, to be. You know, don't, don't be remain as Christians. Really, you're, you're telling me that you are 15, 20 years, you know, even more years of being a Christian and you still wanting to be a baby Christian? No, that's not what God wants us uh, to do. But whether we like it or not, there are still Christians like that. They really want to be cuddled. Um, they want to live their Christian life with sweet meats and be willed by, you know, perambulator, spiritual perambulator in all the way to heaven. However, our Heavenly Father will not do that to us throughout our life. He wants us to grow in our faith. He wants us to grow in our faith. And that's why there are always testing in our faith. He will take visible guides away so that we can exercise our faith in Him. Now turn with me in Hebrews chapter 11. Very familiar passage. Hebrews 11 verse 6. The Word of God says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God wants us to grow in our faith. So let's, you know, thank the Lord for the testings and the trials that uh, comes along our way. And now this would um, really come into our third point. God only, not only God really showed to the children of Israel how he removed his presence, he mysteriously removed his presence, he revealed his presence wisely, but also he renders his presence in a dually. Um, what I mean by that is, according to the text, in verse 20, let's go back to Exodus chapter 14, verse 20, and it says there in verse 20, it, And it came between the camp of it, the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud, look at this, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, okay, to the armies, of, to the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all night. So the presence of the presence that 
gave light in the camp of Israel is the same presence that darkened all the camp of the Egyptians. They could see nothing for the dark side of God was upon them. It gives light to the, the camp of the children of Israel, but the presence of God brings darkness to the Egyptians, the army of Pharaoh. The pillar was a source of darkness to the Egyptians, but a source of light to Israel. This is a vivid picture of how the glory of God or work of God can be the light to one person, yet seem dark to another. One um, author says, Thus the double nature of the glory of God in salvation and judgment, which later appears so frequently in the scripture, could not have been more graphically depicted on this verse. Because really you can see, yes, God saves his people, but he judges the wicked. When you go throughout the Bible, that's what God does. He gives salvation, light to those who seek him, but judgment to those who rejected him. The word of God has a dark side to sinners, as do also the gospel, even Jesus Christ. A lot of people don't like the gospel. A lot of people don't like Jesus Christ. And it seems like it is a darkness from them. But of course, to us, it is light. You can see that the same truth in the second coming of Christ. Correct? After the tribulation, that's what I'm referring to. Um, there's a dual, you know, there's a dual part of the second coming. Well, of course, technically speaking, we can't say the rapture is the second coming of Christ because it's the, he will not um, really go and uh, put his feet on the ground during the rapture, but he will meet us in the air. But in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, after the tribulation, you see that God will save the people who have trusted him in the tribulation time, most especially the nation of Israel. But also, on the other side of that, his presence during that time will, will have a judgment to all that rejected him. So that's a, a really um, thing in, in, the, in the presence of God. He has a, a dual side of it. It gives light and to his people and darkness to the wicked. It brings salvation and also judgment. For us Christians, the thought of God is a joy in our lives. I hope that's, that's something that we can always say yes. That's, I agree with that. That always, every time I think of God, it brings me joy. But to the ungodly, nothing would be such good news as to hear that there is no God. God has a dark side to sinners. His justice and His righteousness, which are the comfort of His people, are the despair of the wicked. 
Now let's look into the gospel itself. Why, why there are many that sit and hear the gospel and they have no idea what the gospel really is. Because it's the same thing. And even the Bible would tell us that the prince of this world blinded their eyes so that they cannot under, really understand what the gospel really is. I suggest to you that probably, you know, those people who are constantly hearing but they don't know what, what the gospel really is, they are Egyptians. But if you're with him, if you're in him, you will not argue anymore with me because the gospel is really what, you know, makes us, makes, uh, us you know, happy and thankful to the Lord that he saved us. And that's why, you know, if, if you're here tonight, if you're here tonight and has no relationship in Jesus Christ, meaning that you did not yet accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, repented of your sins as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says, He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. That's very ser serious when it comes to that, uh, when Jesus Christ uh, tell us that in, J in John chapter 3, verse 6. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. So we'll, let's make sure that we have settled that already from this very moment that we have a relationship in Jesus Christ. The reason why, you know, um, and probably we are, we are asking that there's a lot of evil that seems really depressing and, you know, COVID hits and a lot of, a lot of things happened and it seems like depressing. Now, the reason why God delayed his return in judgment because the Bible says the Lord is, you know, not slack concerning his promise, but is long-suffering us, us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, as we go on to the day-to-day -day of our lives, let us not lose faith in God and his promises because he promised that he will, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And that's the good thing of our God. His presence is always there for us, especially in the difficult situation. God knows what he is doing. He is actively involved in your life and in my life. He knows your situation right now. He knows your pain. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your struggles in life. He knows your trials right now. All he's, he, he wants us to do is to call upon him and to come boldly into his presence because he will hear. He will always hear. Jeremiah 29 verse 13, he said, And ye shall seek me and find me. And when ye shall search for me with all, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. God will not hide his presence to his people. That's a good thing. So, you know, when we always call to him, 
call, we, we spend time with him, we know for sure that he is always there. And I hope we are encouraged into what we have learned tonight about the presence of God and how he deals with us from day to day. Let us all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that you gave. Thank you, dear Lord, for your presence and your promises. Oh Lord, we, we ask that you would forgive us because sometimes we think that you're not there and it seems like we're walking alone. But Lord, your word is true. You're always there for us. You will never leave us nor forsake us. So help us, dear Father, to trust you. Even it seems that we can't see you because that's what faith is all about. Help us to walk in your way. Guide us along the way. As we walk in your path, help us, Lord, to increase our faith and trusting in your word and your promises. Lord, build our prayer closet. And as we spend time more with you in reading of your word and in prayer, I do ask that you would strengthen us. And we thank you for everything that you have done in our lives. And we commit you all these things in Christ's name. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.